Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is tracing assets and divorce matters. This is an interesting topic that definitely comes up in a lot of divorce cases out there. As a follow-up to the episode today, you can go to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com. We've got an article on this topic as well, dated July 5th, 2015. And the title of the article is The Importance of Tracing Assets in Family Law Cases. So as a follow-up to the episode, you can go to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and you can read this blog article on this topic. But let's jump into the topic itself. And, and go into the into really the intricacies of it. Um, at the end of the day, in a divorce or family law matter, uh, the court uh, has to divide all marital property and debt uh, that the parties bring in uh, uh, into the marriage or they accumulate during the marriage in, in a just manner. Uh, so Missouri and Illinois are both what are called equitable division states. And the statutes in both states indicate that the judges divide the marital property and debt in a just manner when considering all relevant factors. And so both the Missouri uh, statute and the Illinois statute go through different intricate factors that the court is to look at in dividing marital property and marital debt in a just manner. Um, As it relates uh, to, to money and assets brought into the marriage, this is typically called separate assets. And so Uh, In a divorce case, all property uh, accumulated during the marriage is presumed marital property, um, except certain assets are deemed separate property. So take assets brought into the marriage, so assets that an individual had before marriage and then gifts to them and inheritance uh, to them. All of these items would be deemed separate assets. Um, but there's a common solution or a common scenario that comes into play in a lot of these cases, which oftentimes muddles this issue. So take, for example, somebody who has a 401k and they had that 401k before they were married and they were contributing to it and they were building up, um, building up a nest egg in this 401k, for example. And then let's say after they get married, they can uh, continue to uh, contribute to the 401k after the marriage. Um, the dilemma in this situation is that part of that money, that 401k, would then presumably be separate property because it was accumulated during, uh, uh, accumulated before the marriage itself. So somebody's labor before they're married, that's their separate property. On the other hand, money that's put in after the fact, after the parties were married, that's marital uh, property. And so what, what happens is marital property, money earned after the marriage commences, gets commingled was separate property, which is money that was obtained prior to the marriage itself. And so it all gets commingled together um, in one big pot, if you will. And that is, in essence, the dilemma. Now, there's other situations where this could come into play as well. And and there's probably a litany of examples we could go through um, uh, where this could be the case. It can happen with other assets besides 401Ks. It could be bank accounts. It could be investment accounts. Uh, It could be... It could be an IRA. It could be that somebody owned a house uh, before marriage, 
Um, and then after marriage, uh, uh, marital funds are, are being used to pay the mortgage, for example, and then maybe the equity in the house increases after the marriage. So certainly there was some equity built up before the marriage. Uh, but after the marriage, additional equity was was built up in that house. And this is particularly true in cases, or particularly relevant, if you will, in cases where the title then is not put in the new spouse's name. So, um, the, you know, the house was owned before marriage by one spouse. The other spouse then contributes after the marriage. Uh, the value of that house keeps going up, but the, the new spouse's name isn't put on uh, the property itself. And so this is kind of the dilemma. Um for the individual who maybe owned the 401k, going back to that example before before marriage, one of the things they often want to have the court do in a divorce case is, in essence, trace out their separate assets. So they want the court to say, this is what uh, the one spouse had built up in this 401k before marriage, and that balance should be set aside uh, to, the, to, to the spouse that built that up prior to marriage, owned it before marriage, if you will, and then only the increase on that 401k is marital and should be divided. And so what we're talking about in this situation is an individual really asking the court to trace out what somebody's separate property was so that that separate property comes off the top to that spouse. And then the court takes that marital portion, if you will, and divides it in a just manner. So just to give you a hypothetical, let's say you know, 401k had 60000 in uh, prior to the marriage, and that's all uh, uh, funds that were uh, accumulated uh, prior to the marriage itself. And then, then say the 401k is now worth $120,000 at the time of divorce. And so what you're talking about is one spouse inherently arguing that that 60000 should come off the top, and then only the additional 60000 is what should be divided by the court uh, in a just in a just manner, so that sixty thousand comes in play, but the sixty is off the top. Well, uh, here's a deal in essence. Sometimes it's easy to trace out these separate assets simply by looking at bank statements, trying to get four hundred one k statements, if you will, uh, at the date of the marriage to trace that out. But sometimes this can be particularly complex. Sometimes it's not as easy as getting these statements. Certainly, the longer term uh, of the marriage, the more complex. Uh, this becomes, and then in circumstances where you're dealing with uh, interest, for example, or dividends or something like that, this can be much more complex and much more hairy. And the general rule is this, is, is that in a divorce, if one party doesn't trace out that separate assets, in other words, if they don't present evidence to the court to show uh, what they had prior to the marriage uh, by clear and convincing evidence, then the court is to presume it marital. So take that $120,000 example. Uh, somebody comes into court a divorce, there's 120000 in, they think 60000 uh, was what they had before marriage. They have a duty to prove that by clear and convincing evidence. If they don't do that, the court could uh, presume that whole $120,000 to be uh, marital property in that 401k and find that the one spouse uh, didn't rebut that presumption by clear and convincing evidence. In other words, they didn't trace that out. So tracing can happen through the accumulation of statements, uh, but oftentimes, tracing is best uh, uh, had or uh, takes place, if you will, if an expert comes in, a tracing expert. So in a lot of these cases, a forensic accountant, what they do is they come in uh, into the case. They're retained uh, by one, uh, one of the spouses in a divorce case itself. Uh, they obtain the statements. Uh, and they do calculations, if you will. I mean, they'll look at uh, interest and dividends and various things like that. And then what they do is come into court with a report 
uh, and and they render an opinion to the court. In other words, they'll come in and testify as to the portion that uh, you know they think is separate property, and they trace that out, and then they will differentiate that from the portion they think is marital property. And in a lot of cases, uh, in a divorce, um, it's important to have a tracing expert like this. Uh, it can really help uh, move the needle in the case. Uh, can help ensure that a party is able to trace out their separate assets. And certainly the more money that's at stake, um, the more advantageous it can be in some cases for uh, a forensic accountant to uh, uh, to be retained as a tracing expert to help trace those assets out. Oftentimes parties just want to come in in a conclusory manner and testify based on their recollection on what they believe to be the case. And there's not an expert to back up what they're saying. The statements aren't obtained going back in time. And, again, this can be particularly tough if the marriage is a long-term marriage. So you're talking about going back and getting statements 10 or 20 years earlier to try to trace this stuff out. It can be it can be messy in a lot of cases. And, of course, a lot of parties don't uh, want to incur the cost in terms of having a forensic accountant come in to trace out these assets. But in some cases, it's absolutely necessary um, especially, like I said, if we're talking about accounts with value, certainly in a lot of cases the cost of the tracing expert is well worth it uh, when you look at the, the dollar figures that are in play in the case. And so, you know, for the listeners out there, something to think about, something to consider, definitely something to talk about uh, with a family law attorney if you're going through a divorce case and, and there's a belief that uh, you have separate assets brought into the marriage and you want to trace those out because you believe you earned that prior to the marriage and that those assets ought to be yours. So, again, that's a topic, uh, definitely an interesting topic. As a follow-up to the episode today, go to familylawheadquarters.com, check out the article titled The Importance of Tracing Assets in Family Law Cases. Definitely an important topic. Uh, definitely one that folks want to think about if they're going through a divorce matter and they believe that they've brought assets into the marriage and they want to ensure that uh, the separate property that they had coming into it is effectively traced out. Um, so, again, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. Uh, that's the topic here today. We'll see you next time on Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. With Kirk Stangy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stingy is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 1750 South Brentwood Boulevard, Suite 401, St. Louis, Missouri, 63144.